It's the problems we see are the problems we're meant to solve. Welcome to the Technology Equals Equality podcast. I'm your host, Lori Brooks, and this is episode 91, The Problems We're Meant to Solve with Jody Flynn. Hey, Techie community, welcome back, and thank you so much for joining me here for episode 91, The Problems We're Meant to Solve with Jody Flynn. This week, we're chatting with a former guest, fellow podcaster, and a woman I consider to be a friend, Jody Flynn. Jody is an executive leadership coach, public speaker, workshop facilitator, president of the board for the Maine Women's Conference, and Amazon best-selling author with her book Accomplished, How to Go from Dreaming to Doing, and host of the critically acclaimed podcast, Women Taking the Lead. Women leaders hire Jody to develop the skills needed to thrive in senior leadership. Jody has been featured in magazines such as Entrepreneur and Forbes. Jody joined the Technology Equals Equality community for episode number 19 to share how our entrepreneurial journey began and how networking can propel your career forward. This year, we discuss the evolution of her practice and celebrate Jody's 10th year in business and the release of the audiobook companion to Jody's best-selling book, Accomplished, How to Go from Dreaming to Doing. Listen in as Jody shares the pivots in her journey, and we discuss how a business is a whole lot like a marriage. Jody, welcome, and thank you so much for coming back to the show and joining us again. Lori, I'm really excited to be here, and it's so wonderful talking to you. You as well, Jody. I always enjoy chatting with you. We've had a couple of opportunities to chat throughout the years and, and touch base on different things. Back when we had you on the show the first time in 2015, wow. we really focused on the start of your journey. You were in the corporate world. You recognized that that was not the path that was right for you. And so you made some decisions in life and chose to go down the coaching path through many trials and tribulations and changes and thought processes then. And for those of you who have not had an opportunity to check out episode 19, be sure to go back and do so. It is a wonderful episode where Jody does share the start of her journey. But this episode, we're really going to look at how your practice has changed over the years. You are now in your 10th year of business. So congratulations. Thank you. Outstanding, of course. So we're really curious to know what it is that has occurred over the years and how your practice has really pivoted throughout, you know, the 10 years of being in business. I also wanted to congratulate you on the releasing of your book, um, Accomplished, How to Go from Dreaming to Doing. You published the book back in, was it 2015 or 2016? Or it I was, no, it was, well, 2015 was when I really launched the podcast, I should say, because podcasts launch and books get released, yes. <laughs> published. <laughs> <laughs> the book was released and published in 2016. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Congrats. Yes. Thank so you. You've had the book out for a couple of years. Congrats. You recently produced the audio book companion. Love to hear about how the book has changed your practice and how you feel like your practice has changed overall throughout the years. I would say, well, thank you for, for the question and, and the acknowledgement. It's huge. I would say 
it's really in tandem because I think when we spoke, I was already doing the podcast, but had yet to really feel the full effects in my business that the podcast brought because in the first year, you're just kind of going, going, going. And I had a really ambitious um, production schedule for my podcast. So it was all consuming that first year. And also the engagement that came yeah. about because of the podcast, it was easier to make connections. I was hearing from especially more women all over the world um, who would reach out to say that they were listening and they were enjoying it. And it was after that first year that I, cause I have a process where each year in my business, I take a look at what really worked in the last year, what didn't work, what surprised me. And one of the things I, I look at as well as a coach is who are the clients that have come into my world in the past year? Who do I enjoy working with most? And what are the conversations we're having? And it was through the podcast that more women um, were reaching out to me that had very similar, uh, let's call them tendencies or personality traits, which we typically think of as type A. They were, you know, they did have some perfectionistic and people-pleasing tendencies. They were goal-driven. They were really focused on succeeding and making a difference and having an impact. And that was the type of women who just kept coming into my world. So I niched down, niched down. And writing the book came about as well as a part of this because I realized in just all the conversations I was having with the different women who were reaching out to me that not everyone was ready for private coaching. Like they wanted some help, but either because of financial resources or time constrictions. And, and this is the thing, you can only do so much pro bono work. You can only do so much bartering till you get to a point where you're like, I'm going to go out of business if I don't make money. So I can't say yes to everyone who can't afford coaching yeah. that I wanted to get a resource out there that for those who either weren't ready for coaching or just are have that personality where they kind of like to do it on their own anyway, because there are some people out there where, and I can lean that way sometimes too, where I'm like, oh, I don't want to get somebody else involved. I just want to <laughs> figure it out on my own. And I will say this too, with um, type A ambitious women, we're like, I will Google and research and YouTube the heck out of this before I ask a person for help, right? Because that, and we, that's a whole nother podcast. But, <laughs> but knowing that was a tendency of my client, I thought, okay, what can I give them that will help them take that step and do more research so that they can either figure it out on their own, or if they need more help, they know that I'm the person that can help them tackle whatever it is they're working on. And so the book is essentially my coaching system in a book. Like it's all in there. Everything I work with on my, with my clients is in the book. It's just, you and I know that oftentimes you can read something you can know something, you can fill out the worksheets, but you need an expert and somebody who's trained in asking really good, relevant questions to guide you through the process to really get the aha moment. So yeah. it's, it's like a stepping stone to for the next step of engaging with somebody who will help you go deep. It's like a personal trainer. I think that is the best analogy for coaching. It's like, 
I can do workouts on my own. I can do YouTube workouts. I can go for a run, but a personal trainer is going to go, uh-uh, you can do more. You can go a little bit further. And that's what coaches do as well. Definitely adding that level of accountability that doesn't exist when attempting to embark on that journey in a solo manner. And I have to say, I absolutely love Accomplished. And for those of you out there who have not checked out the book because you just haven't taken the time to read the book, the audiobook is out there now. Jody just released it. There's no excuses not to go get it. And we will be sure to include a link on the show notes page. Jody, do you feel like the book has shifted your practice in any way? Did it change my practice? That is a great question. I think um, I often say to people, because they ask, especially people who are new in business, like, what should I do to market myself? And for depending on which industry you're in, who your clients are, the answer is different for everyone. Mm -hmm. But I found that for me, speaking the podcast and the book were the perfect trifecta of marketing for my business to increase visibility and credibility. You know, the fact that I have the podcast in the book makes me more credible as a speaker. Mm -hmm. The fact that I speak and I have a book makes me more credible on the podcast, you know, and, and it, it just keeps going. And all of these things also provide potential clients more avenues to, to access me and research me, right? Because again, my clients, being the women that they are, they are going to research the heck out of a coach before <laughs> they really trust somebody. It's tough for women, especially for women who are typically successful in what they do, you know, because my clients will typically get to a point where they've plateaued, right? They've gone at, as far as they can go, trying to do it on their own they've, when they're ready to work with me, they're getting to a point where they realize, okay, I have to get vulnerable mm -hmm. and I'm going to have to ask for help and I'm going to have to let somebody in and I'm going to have to share my thoughts with someone. Okay. And that's not their typical MO. And so get, you know, with all, with the, the book was a game changer where these women could read the book, feel more comfortable. And with the podcast as well, I heard from a lot of women, they would say things like, you don't know me and I don't know you, but I've been listening to your podcast or I've read your book and I have a feeling like you get me, you will get me. And so can we have a conversation? And that's the thing you want, you know, your potential clients to know that you do get them. And I will say also the change I've seen in my businesses before the book and before the podcast, I would have discovery calls and I would have to spend time talking about my past and my training and my experience to establish myself as a credible person. You know, if somebody comes to me and they're like, I'm listening to your podcast or I read your book, I don't have to go over that because they already know way more about me. <laughs> And I know about them. And so we're spending time with me asking them all about what's going on for you. Tell me about what you're up to. What are your struggles? You know, what made you decide that you need to reach out and seek a coach? 
And I will, of course, ask, you know, is there anything, you know, you want to know about me, you know, before we, you know, and of course, we're talking about my system and what coaching would look like. But typically, when I ask them, you know, what do you want to know from me? And they're like, Oh, no, I'm good. You know, I've been listening and reading and you know, like, I like, those boxes are checked. Right, right. And that's what I was curious about. I was curious about how you felt in terms of it streamlining your practice, because Definitely. that's what I feel like the production of the book does for a lot of business owners. It streamlines the practice as a whole in terms of their interactions to remove that discovery end of what they're doing, which allows for a way more productive interaction with those prospects and with those clients in the future, because they already have that mindset of this is the person that's going to help me. You're no longer selling the services. You're now just providing them is is really what I feel like the production of the book does for a lot of business owners so it's awesome to hear that that is also what the book has done for you I and that's what I assume so I was just curious and that's where that came from you know you make a great point because I hear from a lot of women in business who say they're very uncomfortable with the sales conversation and that is something that a book or a podcast or, you know, some sort of marketing content can provide yeah. is you get to that place where it's not a conversation around what can I sell you? It's more a conversation of how can I support you? How can I be of service to Precisely. you? Precisely. Precisely. Mm-hmm. It's no longer, you know, what can you provide? It's how can I help you best is, is really the pivot that it makes for the practice. It really is no longer you running out to do those sales calls. People already have a clue exactly who you are, what it is you do, how it is you're going to be able to help. And the discovery calls and those interactions are more focused on, okay, what area of my services are going to support you best? And how can we figure that out? Do you feel like now that you've gotten to this point in your practice where you have produced the book, you've produced the audio book as, as a piece to the book, you have many tools and so forth in the book itself that are interactive tools that people can download, go to, utilize the Facebook on top of that. Do you feel as though at this point in your practice, it is also allowed for you to hone in even more on that type A personality? Has it allowed for you to niche down at all and really look at who your customers are and how you're serving them best? Yes. And I think that is the benefit of experience. The more people you interact with, the more you just know like who you want to work with, who you are really good at serving and, and that type A woman, you know, and I will say sometimes I'm hesitant to say type A and you've probably picked up on that as well, because, you know, this is the thing. A lot of times I'll talk with a woman who will say I am goal oriented. Sometimes the people in my life feel like I don't give them enough time and attention, you know, like sometimes like my health takes the hit when I'm working on a big project. So I'll say something like, oh, you're type A. And they'll be like, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Like, I'm not type A, right? Because there's this perception of type A that, you know, you will walk on the backs of other people that you're like cutthroat ambitious, and you'll hurt others in pursuit of your own goals. It cannot be further from the truth. So let's clear this up because typically type A, women are, they may seem very um, 
uh, you know, focused, mm -hmm. right? Really determined, you know, they want to get it done. They want to achieve the goal, but this is the thing because they know the goal will help other people, mm -hmm. right? Their hearts are so huge, mm -hmm. right? And they they so want to take care of and help the people around them that they get super focused on the goal. It's just a different approach. And so there can be this perception like they're very serious and austere, but I'll tell you when I'm on a call with one of my clients, like we're laughing, like you and me, Lori, like we're both, like we get on a call, we start talking about like, oh yeah, the goal and the crazy craziness and right, all this stuff. Right. And we are laughing exactly. about it, you know, because our hearts are huge, but that, that is the, the woman, you know, and I, gosh, I get so good at describing her. And you were laughing earlier when I said like, because she hates asking for help, you know, right. heaven forbid, you know, we can, <laughs> we can relate to that. So you do, exactly. I think that's the thing in business. I will say this, when I started my business, I saw business owners who were five, 10 years ahead of me, and I got overwhelmed mm -hmm. with how much they had created and put out there. And I felt like I had to have it all done in my first year of business. Like I had to right. create that foundation. It is so, not the truth at all. Really, you, you learn from experience and you create based on what you've learned. And that was the podcast and the book for me. And, you know, now, and I have the Facebook group. And now I'm creating a webinar, you know, and I, I'm creating a new opt-in for my website because I've honed in even more. And right now in my work, you know, although I, I'm still working with small business owners, I'm, I'm getting to a point where I'm focusing on women within, within organizations. They mm -hmm. are a group that you know, they, resources are scarce for them, mm -hmm. you know, and because part of it is with a small business owner, the, the business owner can select what training and development they want with women within organizations. They're typically told, here's what's available to you, mm -hmm. you know, kind of take it or leave it, or this is what we're going to, you know, have you do. And I find that with a lot of training and development programs that are out there, they were trained by men for men, mm -hmm. right? And for the most part, they, you know, I would say, and this is an arbitrary number, I'm making it up, they maybe hit the mark 90% for women, right. right? But there's, there's a certain piece that is missing for women in traditional training and development programs. And I think, I believe myself, and this is through research what I've been hearing on my podcast with my clients and other colleagues that for women leaders, their needs are not getting met by traditional training and development programs. And so, you know, now I'm 10 years in business and I'm seeing this and hearing this and I'm like, okay, here's, here's who I am meant to serve. I'm cause I'm, and you know why I know that because I'm seeing the problem, yes. right? It's the problems we see. Right. are the problems we're meant to solve. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I'm glad you said that. I just want to rewind and look at the type A personality where we, yeah. where we originally started and just say, to simplify that even more for the audience, when we're referencing that type A personality, we're not referencing other people either necessarily. Yes, we're referencing clients, but we're also referencing ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's not a negative or derogatory term as some people, as you were alluding to Jody, you know, might take it to be what we're referencing 
referencing is that A plus personality. That's what we should call it <laughs> because that's what it is. It's the A plus personality. We have giant hearts. We want to help. And our focus is exactly there in making sure that we accomplish the goal of helping as many people as humanly possible. So please, when we reference type A, do not take it as a derogatory term. We are referencing it in the most loving manner possible, 100%. Absolutely. Uh, I also think when you were referencing the entrepreneur, those women that you were honing in on and how you began looking at that evolution of what it was you were seeing and how you began fixing the problems that you could see were in existence. That piece, I really want to make sure that the audience wholly stops and listens to because I think one of the misconceptions, which I personally had myself when I started in the business, was that you had to know who your client was. And that's not true. It's important to niche down and figure out who that person is so you know who you're marketing towards. But it may not be until your 10th year in business when you truly find that one person that that type of personality that works best as your client and as the fit for you and your practice. It can take years. It doesn't happen overnight. And it's definitely not something that you know when you're starting out as an entrepreneur. When you start as an entrepreneur, you're trying to figure out what the heck your business is And yes, you're thinking of who it is you can serve, but it's on a very broad range. And as much as you might try to niche down, you're never going to be able to niche down to the place that Jody's referencing until you've been in business and have had the opportunity to actually witness what the challenges are that your clients are facing, to be able to look at those, listen to them, internalize them, focus on them, and provide the solutions there in the best manner possible. Now, I just thought that was excellent the way you were explaining. You started off with entrepreneurs, but you've really evolved to recognize that there are people within companies, women within companies who need that support, that guidance, and the ability and clarity to move forward in their careers, even if it's not on an entrepreneurial journey. It is a journey of their own, even within a company. So, yeah. And I'll say this too, Lori, like wherever you know, everyone starts in their entrepreneurial journey. Like you, like you said, you've started your company and you're still trying to figure it out. You know enough to start your business and start providing services. And I'll liken it to a marriage, right? Like the day you got married, remember what you knew about your spouse, the day you got married and in the first year you learned so much more about them mm-hmm. and it enhanced the relationship in the second year even more third year you know then you hit your 5 year anniversary now we're at 10 year anniversary in our in our entrepreneurial marriages right yeah, exactly and we know so much more about our spouses but that doesn't mean that on the day we got married we weren't incredibly in love and there you go. a lot about that person. It's just recognize that over time, you will get to know that person, your ideal client, even better yeah. and be able to add more to the relationship because of it. Thank you, Jody. You get to know that spouse throughout the years. It's not that you're not in love in the beginning, yeah. it's that over time, that love grows to a different level and you're capable of serving to a different point than where you were in the beginning. Back when you 
began thinking about publishing the book, when you decided this might be the next step for your practice, what do you feel really sparked that thought process? Was it working with your clients and recognizing wholly that you needed that other area for a way to serve without being there 100% to serve. So serving without using your hours to do so. Was that what really sparked the thought process of the book or do you feel it was something else? I think it was a combination. I think you're definitely speaking to what was going on in my head 100%. Like, how can I give more access, Mm -hmm. you know, to people who just can't, give the time, the energy or the finances to private coaching, right? It it, it is, it is an amazing experience, but not everybody's ready for it. So how can I, you know, give more people access to this? And part of it, Lori was like, it, honestly, like I think back on that time and it gets a little fuzzy because a lot of it was just a calling, Mm -hmm. right? This was then like, I just, got the idea in my head and it like burned my brain until I finally committed to doing it. And once I committed to doing it and created a schedule for when I was going to write, how I was going to do it, it was just every day. It was almost like being on a training program. It's just like, okay, here's what I'm doing. My lifestyle has changed and I'm doing this thing and it just got done. You know, I'm, I'm one of those people that once I commit, and I talk about this in the book, because this, this was part of the experience I've had in my life. Once I commit 100% to something, I give over to it. It, it just happens, you know, because there's no questioning, there's no self doubt, there's no, will I do this? It's like, I am doing this. And so getting this book out, like, didn't take a a ton of time. Like people talk about taking a year or more on their book. This was part of it was because it was my coaching system. Like, and I knew it like the back of my hand. And part of it was just once I got to writing, I would just get into almost like a spiritual space where I was just downloading information and telling stories. And it was just for like two hours every morning, I would spend writing or reviewing, editing the book and just got it done. An unwritten book definitely will burn a hole in your brain. (laughs) So I agree. (laughs) Right. Once you have the idea, you're like, oh, this would be amazing. Thinking about it. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So for those of you out there who have a book that is burning in your brain, start just get started, just get it out there. And that's really what it requires. Like you heard Jody say, it's not that she decided to go take some course on writing or that she went out and was like, oh, I have to come up with some sort of new manner of, of training. No, she took what she knew. She took what she knew she needed to get out to people. She put it together and she put it out there. And that's all it takes action. It's those baby steps, you know, going back to that first episode where we were talking about baby steps, you know, really making sure that you're just taking the action, no matter how big or small, taking steps in that direction is really what's going to get you to where it is that you're looking to end up. So I'd love to know, what do you feel 
now that you know we are reaching the very end of 2020 when we are recording this this may actually i believe we're we're producing actually first thing in january so either way we're recording this in december of 2020 so the end of the year the start of the new year what are your goals what is the focus for you in 2021 <laughs> i think i don't know about everyone else but <laughs> I've stopped worrying about like the five-year plan for now. <laughs> and I'm really looking at what does the next quarter look like for me? And what will maybe six months, I'll go as far as six months where I'm more looking at um, opportunity and strategy. I think what I've adopted and what's really served me in the past eight to nine months is being flexible being able to pivot, really looking at opportunities that are coming my way. Um, on the, Conversely, also, what do I need to say no to that's just not going to fit right now or is not a good use of my time? And, you know, I, I think for the time being, it's okay for us to think about, you know, maybe I scale back and I try to provide more value rather than trying to be in a lot of places and scattering myself. So the places I'm, I'm going to be focusing on in the first quarter of 2021 is LinkedIn, um, my podcast, and um, starting a new webinar. And that is going to be my focus uh, for my business. And I'm also doing a little bit of volunteering of my time as an advisor for other organizations who are focused on the work of uh, leadership development for women, um, because that's where my heart is. But I've also researched these commitments and they're about an hour a month or two, you know, so they're not overwhelming, but it still makes me feel like I'm doing good in the world and I'm doing good in ways that aren't necessarily focused on my business. It's just about contributing. I love it. You're really focusing on scaling back and returning to focusing on you as a whole and how your practice is serving self in some areas, you know, making sure that the practice is what you were looking for in a practice as a whole and really how your practice is, is going to be able to serve you and micromanaging time, taking a step back and not necessarily looking beyond the breaker for, you know, the next three, five year goals, but really micro managing your time and really looking at how it is you can best serve in this amount of time and how you can best serve yourself in that that period as well thank you yeah definitely this show is really designed to help entrepreneurs as you know from our first episode come up with an idea for a business or a tool or a program in a practice where a, an area of business that they may not have been thinking of at all. As a coach and as a business coach specifically focused on women, I would love to know if you could change anything at all procedurally throughout your day in your practice, what you do on a regular basis, anything that might give you a hiccup on a daily basis or something that you struggle with, if you could wave that magic wand and change anything in your practice, what would it be and why? <laughs> we chatted a little bit 
about this before. And I think part of it is um, video. Oh, goodness. Video is so powerful. I know it's one of those things like I know that I know that I know video is important. It's powerful. And once I get going on it, I know it's one of those things like once I get something down, I can crank it out and do it consistently. But I struggle with getting over that hump of just getting on a consistent rhythm of creating video. It's just one of those things where you can't hide. For me, it feels like you can't hide. But correct me if I'm wrong, Lori, I'm not seeing this accurately because there are some tricks for video that can help make it easier to produce. Yes, there are. In fact, when we finish the episode, I will be sure to share a couple of those ideas with you as to how we can work through. But the ideas that I have are more marketing ideas. They're not necessarily ideas for personal video. So I definitely want to pull that piece out because what we were chatting about was really about the ability to create personalized videos for yourself of you speaking. The video editing tools that we're going to touch base on after the show, and then I'll actually... I'll link them into the show notes page while I'm thinking of it. Why would I just share it with you after the show? Why wouldn't I just share it with you? <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I'm alone in this struggle. <laughs> yes. For the listeners, I hope you guys heard that moment. I am not clipping that piece out of this episode. I want you guys to understand it happens to all of us it, on air. I just totally wasn't thinking about the fact that I could share this tool with everybody as a great tool for people to use versus just sharing it with Jody later on, which is silly. So that Jody, the tool that I was referencing, there's actually two different tools that I use on a regular basis for creating videos, for creating the little marketing videos that you might see that I promote on Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn. The first tool is called Ripple, R-I-P-L. And yes, audience, I will include a link to this app on the show notes page. <laughs> I do not know if the app is in the Google Play Store. I do know that it is in the Apple iTunes Store. So I will post that link. If I can find a Google Play link, I will be sure to include that in there as well. However, Ripple is a very simple tool. You add whatever promotional pictures you want or even video clips that you want. It mashes it together, throw whatever graphics, and you can promote. You can either schedule it out to your social media feeds or you can download to your phone and promote whenever you choose. So Jody, that's one of the tools that I think might be really useful for you because what you what you would be capable of doing is recording short video clips of yourself or even taking photos of yourself and overlaying that with the audio of whatever it is you want to put in that commercial. So that would be one of the tools that, that I would suggest in terms of quick way to, for you to start making videos on a consistent, regular basis. That is one of my favorite tools for creating quick videos. The second tool that I was going to mention is actually called Instance, of which I believe they've recently changed the name of. Instance is also another very quick video editing tool. It again is in the iTunes Apple Store. I will double check for the Google Play link. If they exist, I will be sure to put it in the show notes page, but I am going to caution both the listeners as well as yourself, Jody, right now. I believe that Instance has been rebranded 
And the copy that I have on my phone is old, like years old. And you can't download that particular version of it any longer. So I'll try to find a companion app of that sort, and I'll be sure to include that link on the show notes page as well. Jody, hopefully that is of some use. And audience, what we're looking for you guys to focus on in terms of a tech piece or software as a service, those business models exist. And what you could do is create some sort of video editing software that would allow for Jody to edit video clips of herself. There are numerous business owners on LinkedIn who are looking for a promotional video of themselves to be put out there, but they're not comfortable with editing videos. And it's also something that becomes cumbersome and they're not as tech savvy in that area. I know myself, I produce videos all the time, but not videos of me speaking. As you guys all know, this podcast is done in an audio format because I don't edit video. <laughs> I don't edit video. I'm not paying for somebody to edit the video and half to half the time. I don't like myself on video. So much like you, I don't have those video clips of myself personally. And I don't feel like editing because it's a lot more complicated than just editing the audio clips. So yeah, no, if somebody out there wants to get on creating that tool, that would be outstanding. You definitely have two buyers Jody and myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> but this is great, Lori. I'm definitely going to check out your resources because that's a great baby step into it, you yeah. know, and taking some of the, I don't know, uh, the the stress or the pressure off yes. of, of having this like perfect video, you know, of yourself talking, you know, right. it's like, okay, let's ease into this. Yes, exactly. Ease into it with pictures of yourself or graphics of your practice, different little pieces. And then as you become more comfortable, I'm, I'm sure that you and I will both get to that point where we are regularly doing videos of ourselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it'll happen. <laughs> I, it certainly will. Jody, you've been outstanding and I truly appreciate you coming back on the show, sharing the pivots in your journey and, and all of your wisdom with the community. Thank you. Lori, it was my pleasure. It's an honor to be here. And I hope everyone got a lot of value out of this. I am positive that they did. Please share the best way for our listeners to find you. The best place to find me is my website, which is womentakingthelead.com. There you can find the book, the podcast, all me on all the social media platforms. Or if you'd like to reach out to me directly, I love, love, love hearing from people. You can find me at Jody, J-O-D-I, at womentakingthelead.com. Awesome. That is Jody at womentakingthelead.com. Don't forget to reach out to her and I will be sure to include a link to email her direct on the show notes page as well. Jody, thank you again. Oh, Lori, my pleasure. Jody, thank you again for sharing your time, energy, and wisdom with the community. We truly appreciate you taking the time to join us again. And Techie Community, be sure to pick up your copy of Accomplished, How to Go from Dreaming to Doing, and reach out to Jody at jody at womentakingthelead.com. I've included links to both Jody's website as well as a link to email Jody directly on our show notes page over at technology-equality.com forward slash 
Jody Flynn. Thank you again for joining me. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe, like, and share. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Finn1818, the Apple Podcast user who recently left a rating and review on the Apple Podcasts app. So first of all, I just want to say thank you for such kind words and for inspiring this moment in the podcast and each and every moment you hear it from here on in. I cannot explain why it was. I never once thought to request this. But again, if you're enjoying the show, please pop into the Apple Podcast app and leave a rating and review for the show. It really does help us out. Thanks again for joining us for episode 91. And until our next episode, when we continue to hear the journey, find the pain and create solutions, enjoy the week.